Hi there, and welcome to the T21 Mum podcast. We are now in season two, and this is episode 25. My name is Mary, and I'll be your host. Each week, we'll talk about life, Down syndrome, single parenting, special needs, and pretty much everything in between. I have a daughter named Ainsley, and she's seven years old and rocking an extra chromosome, also known as Down syndrome. And I am living life my way. And as always, my co-host Ron is here with me. And today we are going to talk about self-care. And self-care looks like what? Well, self-care kind of looks like different for everybody because it's going to be different for everybody because everybody has different needs. And we brought on Sinead Quinn, who specializes specifically in self-care for special needs moms. And she is going to give us some great tips that I think everyone can work with that are very easy to implement right from the get-go. And, and I hope our listeners are really going to benefit from listening to today's episode. Okay, let's go talk about self-care with Sinead. Yes, because we all can use some self-care. On today's episode of the T21 Mum podcast, I am very excited that we have a fellow rockin' mom, Sinead Quinn, who is a wellness coach for special needs mums. And she also has her own podcast we call BS and a Facebook page called Great, sorry, Grateful Wellness for Special Needs Mums. Welcome, Sinead. Hi, thank you for having me. Oh, you're very welcome. I'm so excited that uh, you were able to come on today and, you know, talk about what we're going to talk about is self-care because I think you and I both know how important it is. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are, your kids, and how you got into wellness coaching? Yeah, well, um, it's, I'll, I'll, I'll keep it short. <laughs> it could be an entire episode just on this. But, um, yeah, so I've got three kids. Our eldest has Down syndrome. He's um, 11, and he's going to be turning 12 this year. Wow. I know. Um, and then my other two, my daughter, she just turned 10, and my youngest just turned 8 the other day. And um, it's, it's busy. It's really, really busy. Mm -hmm. And... I hit burnout. So I hit burnout probably about six years ago. Um, well, it started really um, just after the, actually my third was born. I mm -hmm. had post diagnosed with postnatal depression and I kept on getting like these really bizarre like symptoms mm -hmm. of rashes and um, just the most random things, you know, heavy fatigue, couldn't shake being sick all the time. So, so many different things. Couldn't lose weight. There was so many things. And eventually, it was actually about six years ago, I finally got diagnosed with um, hypothyroid and mm -hmm. celiac. Actually, I think it was four years ago now. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. But in that time, I, I mean, I'd always been interested in health and in wellness, mm -hmm. uh, yoga and meditation and all of those sorts of things. And while trying to find answers for myself, but also for our eldest Torrin, because obviously with kids with special like special needs and with Down syndrome, you're always like looking at ways to support your kids. So mm -hmm. I was head was in that sphere already, and then when I couldn't get any diagnoses for myself, I I went back to school and I started studying um, health coaching, mm -hmm. 
which I decided to take on as a career and really bring it into the special needs community because when I finally got diagnosed with celiac disease myself, I found the correlation between being a mum of a child with special needs, the additional stress and anxiety and mental health issues that are going on within our community Mm -hmm. and how that affects our day-to-day life and our long-term health. Mm -hmm. And I feel that there was anybody talking about it enough within our community. There is so much focus on our kids and look, they're amazing. I wouldn't be without my son, uh, but there was a serious lack of focus on us as mothers. Yes. Yeah. And as I was sitting there in this like day and age, when you look around and there's so much talk about, you know, I mean, five years ago when I was really had my head in it, there was like all these girls in bikinis on the beach, you know, with green smoothies and talking about their zen or, you know, their, but there was nobody in my community that Mm -hmm. I could relate to and turn to for real solid advice Yeah, that got it. Mm -hmm. Um, And so through my own journey of working it out by myself, I was like, I'm not the only one out there like this. There has to be more mums that feel the same as I do, but I didn't know where to find them. Mm-hmm. And then eventually I realized, I was like, when is someone going to get up and talk about this? <laughs> <laughs> I kind of sat there for about eight months talking to my friends and going, you know, when's, when's someone going to get into it? And they're like, Sinead. <laughs> <laughs> it's you. It's you. <laughs> No, it's not. No, it's not. No, damn. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. So here I am now, and I am just so passionate about talking about it because it's not—it's not just self-care. It's there's there's so much to it, mm-hmm. um, and the self-care is the tip of the iceberg. Yes, I agree, and you know, and on our previous episode, we do talk about burnout because it is so. Mm. I think it is so prevalent in our community, but like you said, no one's really talking about it and what can enough. We, yeah. And so, you know, and like, cause I went through my own burnout stage and, you know, went to see a counselor. And one of the things that she really talked to me about was to focus on self care and it is hard. And so that's why we're here today because we want to talk about self care, but really what, like, what is self care? Oh, I mean, <laughs> It's not standing on a beach in a bikini with a green smoothie. Let's just start there. <laughs> <laughs> it can be. Look, mm-hmm. it can. And if you've got the ability to have that life, and the, um, then power to you. But um, the reality for day-to-day life is that self-care is not being able to go to a health spa or a retreat every week. Or mm-hmm. it's, it's not sitting in there with your bathrobe and your towel on your head that, that that's not a regular occurrence for your average person let alone if you've got extra on your plate mm-hmm. um so when i talk about self-care um i really talk about actually like nutrients uh personal space mental health mm-hmm. physical mm-hmm. health and stress management and it sounds like a lot but i think we need to start simple mm-hmm. in our community anyway. And I think, you know, often um, as mums that have kids with special needs, we need to reframe our concept of what our day-to-day life really is. Mm-hmm. So instead of 
we can get really stuck in looking at the burden of day-to-day life and not being able to find the time or create the space. Or if we reframe it, how we look at life, and this can start with a lot of mindset work of, okay, how can I create the space to create the joy to cre- create a better life for myself? Mm-hmm. And sometimes those that reframing can be like, okay, maybe you're dehydrated. And that actually has an effect on your mental health. And it's just, just taking the smaller steps initially mm-hmm. to bigger work. Because I know I don't drink enough water. I know that 100%. So Yeah. And it's, it's, it's just not – that's what I mean by self-care is the tip of the iceberg. It's like have you ever seen um, the mental health imagery and it has literally an iceberg and it's just got the little point of the iceberg above the water and then underneath it has like this huge big the larger like 80 percent of the iceberg is Mm -hmm. underneath the water yes i'm making making up the the 80 percent. i have no idea how much is actually under the water (laughs) (laughs) it's all good (laughs) it's literally it is just the tip and some and sometimes that self-care is like what i said like it's vitamins it's um you know, some personal space, it's it's drinking some water. It's really just that bit that actually affects everything else in our life. Um, and it can be the reframing of how we look to day-to-day life and fitting those things in. I mean, I think it's rather obvious, but why do you think self-care is so important, especially for us rockin' mamas or other moms and dads of special needs kiddos? You know, um, when I was first starting out of like why is nobody talking about this blah 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 one of the things that the, one of the reasons I started getting passionate about this was when I was looking into my own burnout and mm-hmm. my own um, health issues uh, another mum that has a child with autism she shared some research about the excess levels of stress and anxiety that we experience on a day-to-day life as parents that have kids with special needs and the the research was really um, terrifying, okay. and it, to me, I found it very terrifying. And um, it was that, re- and this, this is actual research. This isn't just like, you Something know, random. So some random. I I dug deep and I found the research papers. As mums that have kids with special needs, we mm-hmm. are forty percent more likely to die of cancer. Oh. I know. We're 150% more likely to die of cardiovascular disease. Wow. And yeah, and we're 200% more likely to die of accidental death. Wow. And I was just like, wow, that's some serious BS right there. Like, that's mm-hmm. that's not right. And it has to change. Yeah. And if you look at why, like if in my hypothesis is like, so there's no science research to back this up. But if you if you really look at why that is, mm-hmm. I think it's because of the extra stress and anxiety and mental health issues that we have within our society and how that actually affects us on a physical level. Yeah. And as I was researching back, okay, so. Yes, we need to eat more vegetables. Yes, we need to exercise. Yes, we need to, you know, do all of the obvious things. (laughs) We also need to actually manage the stress. Mm -hmm. 
we need to get to the root cause of what's causing the disease within our community for the parents. And the root cause is mental health. Okay. Yeah. That's my hypothesis of this. No, I, I, I think you're bang on, to be honest. I do. Because like you said, the stress, it is huge. It is huge. And I mean, I only have one child, so I'm not juggling multiple children like yourself, but I'm also on my own. So that adds a whole other layer mm -hmm. of complexity. So yeah, I can totally, I can totally understand that because yeah I mean I, I mean I don't mean to be doomsday about it no but I think but I think we need to wake up to the reality because I need to be around a long time for my girl because right. she doesn't doesn't have siblings you know so I gotta try to live as long as possible and mm. you know to make sure that she's well taken care of and you know that's even that's a stress to think I don't like to think about that I mean I've planned for the future and that's a topic for another day but you know, it is very stressful. The current situation here in the US, and I don't know when this is exactly going to air, but at the moment, in the media at the moment, is all about um, Kobe Bryant and his mm -hmm. past his daughter. Yeah, it'll air next, it'll be next week. Um, but with with the passing of him and his daughter, I think there's so many people so sad on social media about it. And I think the fact is, is that that's brought the reality of the fragility of life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, okay, long-term, we have to look at our health. Um, short-term is obviously different, but we, we don't think about the short-term things. Mm -hmm. We we fear what's going to happen tomorrow as parents that have kids with special needs because we do have to be around for longer. You mm -hmm. know, I, I've got two other kids, um, and, yes, they have less complications in some ways, maybe more in others. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't think I don't you know I don't want to pass my son on to them mm -hmm. like you I, I want to be healthy and be around for a really long time to support all of them right yeah and I think you know the the it's 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 a morbid topic to think of where you know but that's where the stress comes from it comes from fear yes it comes from the anxiety. Mm -hmm. It comes from all of these things that when we live in that too much creates that stress that creates the cortisol, that creates the disharmony within our body that ends up creating that disease. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's if we, if we take just a little bit of time for ourselves to start with the hydration, to mm -hmm. start with vitamin tablets, to start with the small steps to create what I always say small steps create big change yeah you know we can change the outcomes and and then it's also working on your mental health so removing that fear of seeing a therapist mm -hmm. at part of self-care and time when we really when we really get back and look at the the root cause of where it's all coming from I think genuinely it should be easier for us to find the time in the day to create the better outcome. Yeah, because I'm sure a lot of mums, you know, because we, I'm sure all feel so pressed for time. And, yeah. you know, and I'm sure a lot of us will say, I don't have time for self-care. So, but like what you're saying, just to try to make some, start by making some small changes, you know, to 
to start? Because I'm sure most of us feel overwhelmed almost all of the time. All the time. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and that, the overwhelm is real. And this is, this is, you know, I think, I think the first step is acknowledging for me personally. Okay. I can only speak for myself because mm-hmm. I don't know what everybody else's personal life, but I remember sitting in the car one morning and I, it was like the hundredth time that school year that we had been late to school. And I was like swearing in my head, like, what the F is wrong with me? Why can't I get my shit together? Why can't I, you know, what, what is going on? And I was like, Oh my God, Sinead, seriously, you have a child that hides his shoes every morning and we cannot communicate where they are. (laughs) And it's beautiful and it's hilarious, but I am trying to hold myself to a standard that isn't always achievable. And I have to let go of some of that and acknowledge that my life is more challenging in some areas because of having a child with special needs. I think that's exactly it. And I'm I'm the same way as I have to let go of certain standards that maybe prior to Ainsley I could achieve but now and I laugh at the shoe thing even though I know it is kind of funny but it's not because I can totally relate because Ainsley always takes her shoes off in the car almost every single time so that's one you know and like you I'm always running late you know it's just the story of my life right and you know then I gotta put her socks back on put her shoes back on and hopefully she isn't trying to get to the front seat of the car because that's a behavior issue that we've been dealing with lately where she likes to lay on the horn you know she thinks it's funny (laughs) meanwhile I'm just trying to you know get to our whatever appointment it is without being even more late so I totally understand and I'm sure all the other moms out there listening and dads, they can relate in some shape or form as well because it is real. The challenge is real. The struggle is real. So I totally hear you on that. And and But yes, I think that's true. We do need to, you know, not let necessarily lower our standards, but realize that we have to let some things kind of go. Yeah, I think not holding on to, like, and it, I mean, I said lowering our standards or yep. letting go of some of those standards. And I... I it's not it's 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 changing yes I think that's a better word because yeah changing instead of saying lower I don't want to lower my standards but changing my standards yeah I think changing changing our expectations yeah exactly exactly and not holding ourselves to the same you know expectations and it's not there's not one right or wrong I think it's really like um I wrote something recently about how we're all in different stages mm-hmm. of the journey of being a, a mum of a child with Down syndrome or, you know, of special needs. And it's – we can't compare ourselves to others. Like we're always saying to each other, like we can't compare our kids to each other. We mm-hmm. can't comp- – they're all going to hit their marks at different times. It's the same for us. Yeah. We can't compare our lives. Like – this is one one of the things I love social media for creating this amazing community um, and and voice for our kids to be seen and to be heard and you know changing laws and 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 creating visibility. But I think sometimes with social media in every aspect of our lives, it can also create this like unachievable beautifulness that we all think that we should be like if we're not living in this beautiful square that looks fabulous then we're, we're not doing the job properly yeah yes and I think we need to we need to let go of that and admit that yeah okay you know what 
there are some days where it's really, really, really hard. Like my, your daughter, you know, sitting on the horn, it's like, okay, how am I going to get through the day and not let this affect the rest of the day? You know, with my mm-hmm. son, we've stopped the shoe thing. Well, mostly. Um, <laughs> stopped the shoe thing. Ron's but, laughing. You know, yeah. <laughs> Some mornings he has to sing a song to the dogs before we leave the house. And if you try to stop that song, then there's a tantrum. So it's like, just like allow the song, see the beauty in the song, yeah. see the hilarity of it. And if we're late, we're late. Yes. And that's kind of the attitude I've been taking lately too, is I go, okay, you got to honk the horn once and okay, let's, let's move on now. So, you know, and I have to try to remain neutral because I don't really want to engage the behavior. And, Mm. but like I said, on the last episode, there was a stand, a passerby at Costco who was quite enjoying it and thought it was quite funny. I'm going, this isn't helping my situation. Right. (laughs) But yes, I think you're right. Just sometimes you just, you got to pick your battles, right? You do, and not hold them heavy in our hearts. Mm-hmm. Because if we're allowing that to stress us out, that's also affecting our body and our mind and the rest, like how our body responds within that moment. And it, it, our, the way our minds respond to these situations literally has a chemical effect within our bodies. Mm-hmm. That is what is causing the disease. You know, so... I advocate very, like, I share nonstop. I mean, I, I bore people with it. Talking about breath work. <laughs> Sorry, talking about what? Breath work. Mm-hmm. I have to say it with an American accent. Breath work. <laughs> Someone said to me the other day, did you say breast work? And I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Using your breath, not your breast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that, I... If I talk, anytime I speak with a client, the first things I talk to them about is breath work and hydration. Okay. Because if we're going to like bring this self-care back to really, really simple things that can have a big impact on us mentally and physically, Mm -hmm. they are the two things that can have a really great impact on us. And it takes no time. They're basically free, like water in most places you can get out of a tap. Um, And breath work doesn't cost anything Mm -hmm. for two minutes of your time. So if we can use those two tools on a daily basis, okay. it can have a really big impact on our bodies to reduce the amount of stress and anxiety that we're feeling that can then, I think, open us up to being able to see other ways of reframing our lives slightly, okay. just small steps that mm-hmm. create big impact that can make our days easier and our bodies healthier. So when you say breath work, is it kind of like, you know, sitting for two minutes and just focusing on your breathing? So the, I use particular tools and there's there's loads of different sorts of tools that you can use. But to keep it simple, I like to talk about either um, it's called box or square breath. Okay. And about evening out our breath. A lot of the time, because of the levels of stress or anxiety that we are feeling, our breath is quite shallow and it's in our upper chest area and we're doing that light breathing. Yeah. And we've forgotten, and this is everyone, like mm-hmm. this isn't just us as, as moms that have kids with special needs. This is the world is in a, in a state of fight or flight majority of the time, like social media, everything. We're so responsive to everything right now that we're not taking the time to just like take a deep breath mm-hmm. and use a diaphragmic breath. Okay. 
Um, and so to not get too complicated with it, like we're wanting to stimulate our bodies out of the fight or flight and we want to stimulate our bodies into feeling calm again and remembering what it's like to just pause for a moment. And so there are lots of apps that you can download and there's one, I think it's called Square Breath. And it just reminds us to take a deep breath in through our nose, down into our diaphragm. And you can do it for a count of five. Just to, again, we just want to keep it as simple as possible. And so we inhale for five, hold for five, then exhale through the nose for five, hold for five. And then you inhale again through the nose down into your diaphragm and you expand in your diaphragmic area. Okay. I okay. have, um, I have a link on my website for this that I'll, I'll share with you. Okay. And it takes you through it. And if you just put little prompts into your phone for three times a day and you commit to that for 40 days, even that alone will stimulate your nervous system to remember what it's like to not be in stress high alert all the time. I am going to start that today. I like that. Yeah. It's when I looked at what, the chaos was of my life and what caused me to be sick and create autoimmune within my body and everything. And I, I really looked like, how can I share with other mums really simple tools? Like the first step, hydration and breath work were the two things that kept on coming back to me. And those are so achievable. Like everyone can do that. That is, everyone do it. Yeah. I love that. And I'm definitely going to start that. I used to do some meditation and I need to get get back to that but uh, you know I like what you said set the prompts on your phone and mm. you know do that three times a day because that's very achievable yeah and that's just where you start you know and then in a month's time or you know when you're feeling ready then you introduce maybe the vitamins and then you introduce meditation mm -hmm. or some other tools that you can use but you just start simple yeah and I, I think that's awesome because you know, when I was at the retreat, and you were at the retreat too, that's where we met. Yes. Are you, are you going back again to Denver? I am. I am. I'll have my booth there. So I'm excited to see everyone again and say hi. Awesome. Yeah, I'm so looking forward to it. Uh, you know, I actually talked to a lot of moms about, you know, what do they do for self-care? And, you know, a lot did say exercise, but there was also a lot who said, they don't do anything. I mean, I mean, coming to the retreat, I think, is a part of your self-care. It can't be the only thing that you do once a year, obviously. But um, yeah, I, I think it's challenging. Like, or it was almost kind of sad, I guess. I don't know, for lack of a better word, that a lot of moms said they don't do anything. But like you're saying, it's so important, especially for us moms with kids with some extra needs, to be doing something. And like you said, like just hydration and breathing everyone can start doing that it's so simple yeah yeah and that's you know obviously literally they're the first steps obviously we want to be doing exercise obviously we want to be eating more salads and greens and you know reducing alcohol intake and you know we want to be doing all of those wonderful things we want to be working on our mental health mm -hmm. we're often in a state of overwhelm on a daily basis mm -hmm. so you you know i I would love to say um, if someone came to start working with me, I'd love to be like, oh, you know, great, here you go. You need to start running, um, start meditating, start taking these vitamins, stop eating any red meat. I don't always say that, but, you know, <laughs> do, 
stop drinking, stop, you know, you can't follow that. Exactly. It's too much. It's too much. So you're going to stop. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's the small steps that we make that end up, you know, in 12 months time, you turn around and you're like, wow, I am in such a different place to where I was 12 months ago. By taking just a small couple of things each, like say every six weeks, you just make, you add in one more thing. Yeah, because in that way, then it's achievable, right? You don't have to yep. think that you have this huge long list of the things that you should you should be doing or you ought to be doing, and then you end up doing nothing because it's just too overwhelming and too overloading. So yep. yeah, I think you're right. Just start off small. So. And I think for me personally, I'm, I mean, look, my life is up and down as well. Like I, um, I'm an expat, you know, sometimes things happen with my family and you know, I, or we move again and I, I hit peaks of stress and I can't say in those peaks of stress that I eat perfectly and do all the things. But what I do do is I come back to what are the base level of what's important in those moments. And it's, I go back to the breath work. I always go back to my hydration and I always come back to meditation. Meditation for me is key to sanity and um i keep it simple because the overwhelm is so can be so over overwhelming Mm -hmm. that the simple we just need simple and then you can again take it as far and wide as you want to okay i think yeah that's excellent advice because i was thinking about you know i think as in particular, as special needs moms, we go through periods of higher stress, like, you know, maybe mm-hmm. your child is sick or in the hospital, mm-hmm. you know, and you can't necessarily keep to your regular routine. But like you said, just go back to the basics, like go back to the hydration, go back to the breathing, because I think those, again, are just achievable. They're very achievable, like you said. Like, I don't think anyone, everyone can do that. Yeah. You really, like there are very few excuses that I would accept for why you can't. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't judge. (laughs) But I'll be asking you a lot of, well, why is that if you can't drink water? (laughs) (laughs) I agree. Exactly. Yeah. Because I think everyone. So um, it's, you know, in an ideal world, in an ideal world, we'd all wake up at, you know, 5.30 before the kids are awake we do our meditation, we do our breath work, we do our journaling, we'd go for a run, we'd, or, you know, do yoga and we'd all be eating leafy greens. But, you know, that's not reality. And let's not fool ourselves and not put that pressure on ourselves because it's not going to happen. Not for all of us, it will for some. Mm-hmm. And, but um, the, the, what we really want to achieve is ultimately living fuller happier lives full of joy right yes yes and I know like you said the social media can sometimes be a killer because you're looking at the people on the beach drinking their green smoothies or whatever (laughs) but you know a lot of times people are only posting you know the good parts they're not always posting the reality and I think we have to remember that and be kind to ourselves and give ourselves grace especially during these difficult times you know because it's going to ebb and flow throughout the year or or whatever but yeah as you know not try not to hold yourself to these other people's standards because it's you can't win and happiness for everybody looks different 
Mm-hmm. You know, this is the thing. Like, I really ultimately want to... I'm working on developing this movement for our community. Mm-hmm. Empowerment and happiness and joy. There are so many people getting up and speaking about this for other mums that don't have kids with special needs and their lives look different. Yeah. But I don't understand why we should allow for our lives to not hold all of these amazing things and, and live a fuller life with love and with joy and happiness and and wake up in the morning and feel like happy to to for the for the day ahead. Like we we should be able to also live our dreams as fully and as much as anybody else. Yeah. So just because we have a child with special needs, so doesn't mean that we should stop dreaming for a healthy, happy life. So I think, you know, I think it's really important. Take the, take the simple steps to start off with it. But ultimately we want to be able to dig in and find that self love, find that, find that like empowerment to take on what we want. It's going to maybe look a bit different than it does to such and such on social media. Mm -hmm. But when we stop comparing our lives to somebody else's and we start living our best life, that's mm. when we're, we're going to feel our happiest. Yes, I 100% agree. And, you know, and sometimes it's hard. And, you know, like mm-hmm. I even find myself comparing, like even within the Down syndrome community. And, you know, I just have to try to let that go because it, it it's, can eat at you and it's not healthy. Comparison is never healthy. and. No. You know, and I know as moms, we do it because I think for me, it's like I worry like, oh, okay, that child's doing that and they're younger oh, no. than Ainsley. And yeah, and I have to just kind of let it go. And, you know, and I, as, uh, as I've said on previous um, episodes, like Ainsley was a really late walker. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. I didn't even have anybody else to compare to because else's kids were already walking. And mm-hmm. that was a real a mental and emotional killer waiting because she didn't really fully independently walk until just after she turned four. I mean, she walked, but she wouldn't do it by herself. And that was really hard, you know, and here I see kids walking at 18 months with Down syndrome or two, two and a half. And I'm just, you know, it's, it's hard, but you're right. You have to, you just have to try to make your best life. And we're all going to have our different challenges because some of our kids are going to have different health issues or just different things because they're individuals. And I think, you know, and I think we have to remember that. So, and we are too, we're individuals. Our dreams might look different from somebody else. Like my dream is to be able to build this community for us moms that have kids with special needs and, and be empowered. And that's, that's my dream. But my dream for my business compared to my dream for my family, different. Mm -hmm. And my my dream for my family might look different to what your dream for your family is. And I don't think we should judge each other for what our dreams are. I think we should just be able to rise up and lift each other up. Yes. Yes. You know, there, there is, there is still judgment and shame within each other. Like, Oh, well, you know, you said that you felt guilty or uh, maybe you didn't use the word guilty, but you, you, the comparison of seeing your daughter not walking for me for years, it was my son not talking. Mm -hmm. I mean, he, severe speech apraxia and we were in um a class recently for puberty i saw that (laughs) i mean seriously i i'll i don't think i'll ever feel comfortable about talking about erections of anybody's (laughs) in a room full of people i don't know (laughs) but i was 
sitting there and, you know, there was a lot of other kids of a similar age as my son and they were, their speech was so far ahead of my son's. Mm-hmm. And I think for the first time when I, and I did compare, I was like, damn, he's, you know, I forget sometimes how far behind he is with his speech. Like I really do. And for the first time, it didn't eat at me. Oh, that's great. I was annoyed at myself for even recognizing it and mm-hmm. seeing it and doing the comparison. But for, for the first time, it actually didn't eat at me. And I have to say, that was the first time in a really, really long time because he's very delayed. And, you know, sometimes when we're in those IEP meetings and they're like, yeah, you know, he's like a two-year-old, two-and-a-half-year-old. Like, we're, we're, we work really hard on speech. It's very slow. He's got severe speech apraxia. Um, but it's just, you know, life looks different for everybody. And we just have to – I'm like, well, he's really damn good at basketball. <laughs> you know, so we just have to embrace – what he's really great with, embrace his individuality mm-hmm. and like, you know, and not allow that to become another source of stress or anxiety for myself because he's going to develop at the pace that he is ready to develop at. And I think another wonderful thing within our community is the learning that we can take from our children, mm-hmm. you know, for ourselves. So one of the things I've realized that Torin has taught me is patience. Yes, I I can I can say that too. 100%. Yeah, and yeah. It's taken me a long time to get there and I can't promise that every day in my life I'm going to hold that patience. But when I look at him and I think I know it's frustrating for him, I you know, all of those things but he will get there when he's ready and I can support him. And I, it doesn't mean that I sit back and I let him get there by himself. It doesn't mean that I don't throw a million therapies that I can at him. It just means that I don't get wrapped up in the anxiety of his lack of development. Mm-hmm. And and that's hard. And that, I think that really takes work. And I say kudos to you. That's awesome. Because I know that I've had to work at that too. It's, it is very challenging because I've also come to the realization that there's some things that she may not do and, you know, and I'm starting to kind of be okay with that. I mean, we're still early in the journey and so he's only seven. So, but you know, like I have to be realistic. I mean, I always say shoot for the stars, but you know, I have to realize we may not, we not, we may not get to the stars. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we do shoot for the stars, but it's, again, it's going to look different for Mm -hmm. everyone. Yeah. And this is, and we've veered off a little bit to this, but this is all part of our self care mm-hmm. because this is the part of the mindset. This is the part of the um, acceptance, the part of the journey, you know, and we're, when we're not wrapped up of that anxiety and stress of like our child's have, our children have to get here, we have to get there, or for our own journeys, we have to hit A, B, and C in this order. Mm-hmm. There is a part of surrendering to our journey yeah that that is part of that self-preservation and part of that self-care and part of the you know I don't have the time I've got to get this I've got to get this I've got to get this like my child is going to achieve a b and c and he's he's six or seven or 11 or you know and he's not there yet so I've got to do more and more and more surrender to okay this is part of our journey yeah 
yeah you're you're totally bang on with that because and I think as you know Ainsley gets older I'm starting to realize that more and I'm you know learning to be more okay with it I guess sometimes I don't have to necessarily like it but I'm (laughs) you know but but accepting of it and you know and making it our journey because it is our journey and it's going to look different from everyone else's journey but and I and I've accepted that we are on a bit of a different path and and that's okay because I mean honestly I think she's been my greatest teacher you know oh yeah you know I'm I'm sure most of us uh, moms can say that yeah and but I you know and like you said the the self-care like it takes intent and I think it takes a little bit of practice oh a lot of practice (laughs) I mean I sit here I sit here talking about it and literally last week I was like wow I am so dehydrated I have not been drinking enough water and I had such bad brain fog and I had to sit there and go like okay what's going on why like why, why am I feeling like this? Why, why, what is going on? I was like, I haven't been drinking the water. I haven't been doing the breath. Like, you know, sometimes we, even the best of intentions are going to fall off that Mm -hmm. path, but having those tools to go, okay, that's what I'm missing. Yeah. Let's pull that one back in. Okay. I need more water. Okay. I I need to do a little bit more meditation. Okay. I need, you know, not being able to have those tools to reach for that's that's really important and um and once we're thinking clearly because we're hydrated mm-hmm. once we're thinking clearly and breathing properly because our our body's not in a constant state of shock or high alert or or stress um and once we're able to like see the sky for the clouds and then we're able to like take those breaths and see the lessons that we're learning Mm-hmm. Accept the journey that we're taking and just start enjoying life and living healthier, happier, more beautiful day-to-day existence. Yes, I totally agree. Yeah, and like you said, you have to work at it. And, and I've had to really work at it too. You know, I, I realize how important self-care is because like you, when I was at my burnout, is I was doing nothing for me, you know, (laughs) it was horrible. And, and as I'm sure like you, I don't ever want to go back to that place again. And, and I think self care can help us moms to, from getting back to that place, from ever going back there. Yeah. And I mean, it's the same as with our kids, you know, our kids can't just stop therapy. Yeah. Because to be able to get good at something, they have to repeat it over and over again. You know, it's then for my son, for example, like if we stopped all the speech therapy, there's going to be regression, mm-hmm. you know? And so we have to keep on practicing and same with ourselves. We have to keep on practicing this to be able to keep up. Yes. And, and I know, like, I know some people, they take breaks from therapy because I understand the, the, the grueling of it. And, mm. you know, we had a nice break over Christmas and I, I loved it that I didn't have to race around, but I also, for me or for Ainsley, I don't think if I took a break that we'd even get back in because of the demand. And so I know a lot of people that's for them as well, but you know, I actually, during Ainsley's therapy, I knit. (laughs) 
Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. That's very, that's a very meditative process. Yeah. And I find for me, that's part of my self-care. And, you know, I, mm-hmm. and I was today, I was thinking, okay, this will be, this is like my therapy pieces, you know, all the things yeah. that I make while or I'm at all her different sessions. Right. Yeah. Cause I just, I think it's so important for us mamas to really take that time to make some time for us. And like you mm-hmm. said, it's easily achievable to start just by drinking more water and probably less wine and (laughs) and also just doing like you said the breath work I think you know I think that's it's all very achievable and I think we can all do that and all participate in that yeah and um one of the ways that I say okay because even sometimes with the hydration and uh breath work people are a little bit like well how do I fit that in so first thing in the morning have a glass of water beside your bed okay so you go to bed put a glass of water beside your bed in the morning as soon as you wake up you drink that down say eight ounces okay and that's your first eight ounces for the day so your ultimate amount of um hydration is oh gosh what is it um so say you weigh 100 pounds you divide it so that's 50 pounds but you turn that into ounces so your ideal consumption of water it would be um 50 ounces of water a day okay so based so on half of your body weight okay yeah so some people would some people um think oh my god that's so much but if you start with that eight ounces of water on uh, on your bedside table each morning there you go that's like you got half you got uh eight ounces knocked out straight away and then before you have your breakfast you have another glass of water um and there i again i think on my blog i have quite a few tips of like and on in the facebook group i've got lots of tips about how to get your hydration in um, and again, with your breath work, you set the alarm on your phone three times a day and you just, it's two minutes. And the best thing about breath work is you can do it sitting at the lights. So every time I hit a red light, I do some breath work oh, when I'm driving. Idea. Yeah. Um, and if you're in a meeting, you can literally do it in your head and nobody's going to know about it. So say you start feeling really stressed out in those IEP meetings or a doctor's meeting or something like that. You just sit there and just like reset yourself for two seconds. Okay. I'm about to lose my mind. <laughs> feel like my shoulders are up in my ears and it's like okay let's just take a couple of breaths reset start again okay I think yeah I'm going to really work on that that's that's going to be something I can work on so where can people find you you said you had a blog and I know there's a Facebook page so where can people find you so um, my website is sineadquinn.com Okay. And we'll put links on our, our, in our show notes and on our website. So, um, great. And then, um, I've got my Facebook group, um, which is private. So there's nobody else that's able to see it. And that's, um, grateful wellness for special needs moms. So if it's private, how do people join? Can they request to join or do they have to be invited by, okay. They can request to join. join. Okay. Um, and that's, that's it. That's where I am basically. And then of course we've got our podcast. Our podcast isn't, um, specifically with around being a, a parent of a child with special needs. Our podcast is, so it's me and another friend. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really more about it being empowered yeah. as women in today's society. And it's about talking about some of the hard things, but, um, we did have Oakley Peterson who from nothing down about it on the other day. And we do talk about some things, special needs, but it's it's really more about empowering ourselves in today's society as women and and rising up. And you know, we we can do that as as 
as mums of kids with Down syndrome, our lives look different, but it doesn't mean that we can't achieve all the hard things that we want to as well. It just, we do it in a different way. Yes. Yeah. Well, fantastic. I've, I've actually learned so much today from you, Sinead, and I'm so appreciative that you've been able to come on, you know, with your busy schedule, I know, with your three kids. Oh. So, uh, hopefully they're, they, you know, they haven't uh, beat each other up. In the, like you said, they were downstairs having... screens. I'm like, I haven't heard anything. It's either they've all killed each other or they're absorbed into their screens. <laughs> Probably the latter, I'm sure. So. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I thank you so much for coming on, Sinead, and, and sharing your wisdom and, you know, and your personal information too, like about your, um, how you got into this, because, you know, that that's personal, but, you know, I think then other moms can relate because, you know, I've, I've been there as well and it's, it's hard, but, you know, I, we're glad that you're doing what you're doing because I think us special needs moms, we really need it. I really do too. And thank you so much for having me on. I just, yeah, I'm, I mean, I could literally talk to you all day about this. So <laughs> I'm grateful for the opportunity to share it. Oh, we're, we're very grateful to you. Thanks so much, Sinead. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. A lot of good tips there, Mary. Yes. Fantastic. I've actually, since we recorded this, I've already started implementing drinking more water and doing some of the breath work because those are really easy to do. And also just being really aware and trying to work on different things for me. Excellent. And hopefully a lot of our listeners are finding their lives or will find their lives a little bit different if they, you know, maybe follow some of the tips of Sinead. Yes, I, I, I hope so. Because we all, especially being special needs parents, I think we all do need that self-care probably a little bit more than maybe those with just typical kids. A little bit of extra worry in there. Yeah, yeah, and I think it's just so important. It's it's you know, it's part of looking after our kids too is looking after ourselves. And so where are we going next time, Mary? Well, since we had such a huge response, we are going to have Katie Reynolds back. She is our potty training/toilet training expert because it was our most popular episode in season one. And I think it's something that parents are really in need of and really want information for. So I put it out there, what people's questions, what they had for Katie, and she is going to answer all of your questions, all about potty slash toilet training and what you can do to get over that hump sometimes. Okay, we look forward to that. So why don't you take us out of this one? Thanks for listening to the T21 Mum podcast. And as always, I would love to hear from you. How are you navigating this journey of special needs and Down syndrome? How are you doing things your way? Drop us a line at our email at info at T21mom.com and let us know what's going on in your life. Keep on loving on your rocking kiddos and we will see you next time. See you, Mary. Bye, Ron. Bye.